Almost everyone in the developed world has been spending more time online during the pandemic, and almost all channels have been flooded with increased traffic over the past 18 months. This was fine for some of the largest retailers, but many companies still struggled to fill all the necessary channels with the sheer volume and quality of content necessary to engage discerning modern consumers. Many consumers had more time to research products online, and the best adaptive retailers responded to this by offering personalized boutique style experiences that can help engage this generation of consumers. Meanwhile, Generation Z consumers are keener to try new brands and generations before them, preferring to discover them through new channels while taking an experience-focused view of online retail. As a result, retailers are now faced with the complex task of using content to meet changing customer expectations across every channel, and many are exploring how technology can smooth out the process. Welcome to Retail and Focus, the Retail Systems Podcast. I'm Will McCurdy, Content Editor of Retail Systems, and today we're going to take a look at the challenges retailers have faced in running omni-channel content campaigns over the course of the pandemic. To delve further into these challenges, as well as some possible solutions, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Sung Cho, Product Marketing Director, Commerce at Sitecore. Thanks for coming to the podcast, Sung. Hi, Will. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. No, thanks for volunteering the time to come on. It's always great when people volunteer their time for this. So just to kick things off, how has the way in which consumers interact with brands changed over the course of the pandemic? And how has their relationship with content changed? So I recently caught up with a friend who lives in Italy, and she said she was doing retail therapy. And then she corrected herself by adding, no, I mean online shopping therapy. And I thought the way she updated her words shows exactly how consumers perceive shopping and interactions with brands now after going through the COVID era. The pandemic has made some dramatic changes in the way consumers browse and shop. Individuals are now accustomed to buying everything online from groceries, clothing, and even workout equipment. Because everyone was staying at home for the majority of last year, there was a lot more time being spent online for browsing and gathering information. And there are so many channels available for browsing and interacting with brands. For instance, there are regular websites and then different social media channels and email communications and more, all being accessed across various devices. PwC's recent survey released in June 2021 shows that over 50% of the global consumers have become more digital. One thing to note is that today's consumers after the pandemic have very little tolerance over bad digital experience. For example, if different sales channels have inconsistent information or there's too much irrelevant information, consumers would just bounce off to other websites that provide better digital shopping journey. Another way of interactions between brands and consumers are through content. There are multiple types of digital content that shoppers consume now, from write-ups to images, videos, and product reviews, and more. According to McKinsey, consumers now put focus on value, convenience, and availability as top drivers to decide where to shop. And quality and purpose are the more important factor for trying new brands. And shoppers utilize such content to better understand what they're going to purchase and what kind of values they will get. Another interesting aspect is how today's consumers are more conscious than ever of retailers' ethics, morals, environmental effort, 
and other societal and cultural characteristics. And they utilize the digital content in a way to judge those aspects. Also, more than one in four consumers said that personalized content would encourage them to buy from a retailer again. So retailers' content is not just for raising awareness, it directly impacts consumers' purchase decisions. And I think it's safe to assume that the digital shopping behavior, as well as the importance of powerful personalized content for consumers will stick around even after when the pandemic's uncertainties are all sorted out. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, consumer expectations regarding customer experience and the type of content which retailers put out have just changed so dramatically over the past few years, and more particularly across the pandemic. And this is fine if they're one of the retailers who is capable of providing this personalized content, but for the retailers who aren't, it might not be such good news. Yeah, yeah, it's tough out there, isn't it? Yeah, so moving on, could you maybe talk about some of the challenges uh, the retailers you're working with have faced while running these omnichannel content campaigns? Absolutely. There are so many challenges when it comes to running omnichannel campaigns for retailers. And some of the common struggles I've seen are having too many channels, lack of enough resources, and no personalization in place. When there are so many different channels that they need to manage, and new ones being constantly introduced, it's difficult to treat them differently as each has its own audience and unique algorithms. In relation to having too many channels, it is easy for retailers to overstretch their resources. Companies do not have limitless talent and financial resources, unfortunately, so they need to make sure they allocate the workforce efficiently so that they can win in the competitive market and grab consumers' attention. Last but not the least, lack of personalization is one of the biggest challenges retailers encounter for omnichannel campaigns. In order to develop maintained loyal relationships with shoppers, retailers must adopt digital personalization. I mentioned just earlier how today's shoppers have almost no tolerance over bad digital experience. Personalization helps and empowers consumers so that they can choose goods and services that are tailored towards their needs. However, personalization can be tricky as there are so many channels and devices to consider for optimized experience. And this is why we recommend having a good customer data platform, also known as CDP, in place. CDP complements existing marketing strategies by activating real-time consumer insights to trigger unique and personalized experiences for customers across marketing, advertising, e-commerce, and customer services. In addition to CDP, having a flexible and composable commerce platform helps seamless omni-channel management. It enables organizations to meet where customers are with various sales channels, both online and offline, and to take control of marketing and advertising as well as operations and order fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, I really like what you said about the different channels of communication. I mean, it's demonstratively true that the type of content which works well on LinkedIn is different than the type of content which works well on Twitter or Instagram. And the demographics of people who interact with brands via these different channels also differs markedly. So I don't think brands can just go and copy and paste or mindlessly repurpose content for all of these different channels. They have to go through what can be the very time-consuming task of personalization, which some companies just simply don't have the infrastructure, they don't have the tools to deal with, 
without effectively killing their social media teams, which can be some of the most overworked parts for the entire organization. Absolutely. Once again, like it is such unfortunate that companies don't have limitless talents and resources, but that's why there are other tools available uh, that they can take advantage of. And particularly over the course of the pandemic, where everything just had to be done in an instant and things are just changing overnight. I know. <laughs> but over the course of pandemic, I think we learned that retailers can go digital and be agile in a rapidly um, rather quick process. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the industry did a lot of things which it might not have believed it could have done in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it did those things quite well. So moving on, could we talk a little bit about what makes Generation Z unique in terms of how they engage with online retailers and how their tastes differ from those of uh, previous older generations? Absolutely. So Generation Z indicates people born roughly from around 1995 to 2010. They are considered to be the best educated generation yet. And they are the first generation who have grown up with social media, smartphones, and AI. So they are true digital natives. They may still be pretty young, but their spending power is already estimated to be over $140 billion. Their consumer behavior is quite unique in a sense that they are very discerning and disciplined. They value and emphasize on sustainability and ethics. And they want to make sure that they support companies and retailers who are aligned with their own beliefs, which is a very distinctive characteristic compared to other generations where they tend to buy goods and services for just their own convenience sake. Linking into my previous question, many of the most significant channels for today's retailers did not exist, or at least they hadn't become popular five years ago. How can retailers ensure that their content works across these new emerging platforms? Great question, Will. So there are so many new channels and ways of communicating with customers now. For example, TikTok is a quite new platform that is very popular towards Generation Z and retailers are trying to expand their position there as well. So for retailers to make sure that their content works across every channel, I would like to recommend a few tips. First of all, Utilize data. Data is always on your side. By analyzing data on customer content consumption, retailers can understand what they prefer to see and they don't, along with their interactions on various channels. Secondly, listen to customers and let them lead the way. In this fast-changing digital world, retailers should be open and adaptable to customers' changing content needs rather than relying on what resources that retailers have. By being open and adaptable, retailers can create content that fits what customers desire to see. Thirdly, encourage collaborations within the company to create and publish content that are fit for multiple channels. Social media managers should be aware of what content writers are working on and vice versa. When the collaboration efforts are in place, retailers will be able to provide more and better unified branding messages across different platforms. Yeah, I think that taking a database approach is definitely a wise decision for a lot of these companies. I mean, most of the people in leadership positions at the largest retailers would have been born well before TikTok was even dreamed of. And I think that using something as infallible as data is, is probably going to be the best way 
to make the best decision when they're dealing with these new emerging platforms that people just haven't figured out that. Yeah, absolutely. I would think of it as a constant learning process. So linking back into the point you made about data, um, today's retailers collect and hold more data than, than ever before. How are they using this data to provide more personalized content to their consumers? So there is so much data available and it is important for retailers to analyze and utilize the data properly so that they can serve customers better. However, I do understand it is easy to get overwhelmed and confused for retailers when there's too much data and it's hard to comprehend even where to begin. And the good news is there are many personalization tools available in the market to help them such as Sitecore. Personalization tools can tailor content delivery based on the history of each customer's website visits, interactions, and purchases. By providing personalized content and digital experience, retailers are able to develop more engaging and loyal relationships with customers that are long-lasting. It's something I often think about. It's not how much data you have, it's how much data that the organization is able to use. Today's organizations have more data in every sector, not just retail, than ever before, but almost all of them are struggling or don't know how to use this effectively. And there's a lot of untapped potential in the retail sector. And it's good to see that companies are thinking of, you know, how can we actually use this to benefit the end consumer? Absolutely. And it only helps both retailers and consumers. So it's only a useful way to go. So just to return to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to sort of time management and doing what's best for teams. So we all know that volume isn't everything when it comes to content and the time and resources of production teams is finite. So what strategies can retailers use to drive more engagement from less content? So about 85% of marketers now are under pressure to create assets and deliver content campaigns quickly as the digital space is going through a content explosion. Also, over 70% of companies are now creating assets 10 times more than before just to keep up with customer demand. When there is content overload, customers are unhappy too. There's so much content for them to go through and figure out what they need, which leads to them being just overwhelmed. So to solve this problem, I would like to suggest thinking about content velocity. Content velocity is the measure of how content a retailer creates over a certain period of time. It includes the speed at which it's created and produced, the speed of the publishing process, and the speed of change in content requirement. Every marketer knows that when it comes to content and quality versus quantity, they should focus on the quality to engage with the audience. However, to stay successful and maintain the balance in the fierce content competition, I believe considering content velocity would create a lot of values. To better understand content velocity, I would like to suggest three actions to take. Number one, choose a particular period of time. It can be month, quarter, or even across the year and measure the publications against other retail brands. This will give you more insights on the content strategy as you can understand what your competitors are doing or if they are producing a bigger number of quality content out there. Number two, focus on your SEO optimization. Everyone is now online making search, right? So it is absolutely crucial to make your website friendly to search engines. Given that fresh content is critical for SEO, 
the content strategy should definitely be linked to SEO efforts. Number three, provide better customer experience. Today's consumers have diverse and different buyers journey with multiple touch points, and they expect seamless and enjoyable digital experience. With content velocity, retailers can meet the customer demands and provide what they need. That's an excellent answer. I mean, um, almost every retailer is engaged in the battle for consumer attention and all of the major retailers and in fact, most of the smaller retailers are producing content on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And I think it's important to take a step back and to look at, you know, not just what your company is doing, but how are you performing in terms of engagement relative to your competitors? What could you be doing better? Is there anything we're letting slip in terms of SEO personalization, that type of thing? And just really being objective about your, your company's content marketing. Yeah, definitely. Once again, like it is all learning process for retailers to understand what the market is doing, what their competitors are doing, and what the consumers want. Well, looking towards the future, how can retailers future-proof their content strategies uh, and make sure that they can handle the demands of uh, future growth or future disruption? Great question. So. Future-proofing in the retail industry has become a focus after what we went through in 2020, I would say. It is important for retailers to be ready and prepare for any unknown or unpredictable events, such as the pandemic. But when you don't know what's going to happen, how can you be prepared? I would look at it more broadly, going beyond planning content strategies. I think it's important for retailers to have flexible tech architecture to be adaptable for any unforeseen growth or disruptions. Flexible architecture enables retailers to easily plug and play with different tech tools that fit their business needs and environments. It also accelerates time to market so retailers can approach consumers more quickly and optimize to meet their needs. No, um, flexibility, I think, is of the highest importance because I think people learned a lot of things from 2020. But I think the main thing they learned is when people say anything can happen, that's true, anything can happen. And the pandemic really proved that. So what retailers are going to need to do going forward to ensure their survival is making sure they have the flexibility in their business operations, their IT systems, their content strategy, uh, to make sure they can deal with these unknown unknowns and these, these icebergs that we can't necessarily see coming. Yeah, it's more of a holistic approach just to be ready for anything. Uh, this has been a really wonderful conversation, Sung. I think this will be a good one for listeners. So thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Um, so just one more thing. If our listeners want to learn more about a site call, where would you send them? Um, I encourage the listeners to visit our website, www.sitecore.com to learn more about how we can help retailers with our product offerings for content management, customer data platform, personalization, and future-proofing retail digital commerce business. Thank you so much for having me here, Will. Bye, Song. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Bye.